0: This time on the inside, a cut to the touch. Verstappen is out of the race, and that's a big crash. Into Cops! Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen coming together. Hamilton continues on. Charles Leclerc now leads the British Grand Prix, but for the second time this season, Hamilton and Verstappen clash and tangle on the opening lap. But this time, it is ending in dramatic consequences. <laughs> You're listening to the Insiders Present F1. Brought to you by Scott Fame and Mark Icon. Controversy in the British Grand Prix. It's my favourite Grand Prix of the year, even though I've always said Monaco is you can't beat the British Grand Prix. I love the track. It's a nice big wide open track. It was an old airfield during during World War II. And Lewis came home to win his eighth British Grand Prix after getting a 10-second penalty.
1: Like you say, it was highly controversial, but it was highly entertaining at the same time. I thought it was a great race.
0: What was the most entertaining thing about it? Was it it, uh, Max's crash, or was it Lewis coming from, not the back of the field, but, you know, third and fourth?
1: Look, I think it was... I looked at it more entertaining as a package, because the... um, the first time they ever had the sprint and I watched all of that and I thought it was it was almost like a race within a race and that was really, really good. There were some couple of shockers in there where Perez spun off and that's why he's started so low, actually, in the, in the pit line. Um, but it was all about Lewis the day before in qualifying and then, bang, next day, Max has come out and flogged him, flogged all of them. He got the he got the didn't matter because what happened in the sprint was that Lewis sat there on the grid and just spun his tires. He got he had no grip off the start. Now when if you go back and look at the replay of the sprint into the first turn, you'll see the Bottas just about runs up Lewis Hamilton's ass because he's got no he's got no grip. So once Max was away, boom, he's gone. So it was sucked all the helium out of the room. In the sprint But I really really enjoyed it But as far as the race goes I think The crash when it happened Was just shocking Because you weren't expecting it You weren't You didn't see it coming And then bang It just happened And the sheer force That Max hit I, I thought I was watching someone die I mean He hit that wall That fucking speed And I just thought Oh god I hope he gets out Because I've seen other drivers You know Over your life Who, who have died in the car it didn't look much you know you look at it in center he hit a wall he thought he'd be right nope never got out there was oh i forget his name the nascar driver number three uh dale earnhardt he had the crash in indianapolis he just spun up and hit a wall and everyone expected him just to get out the car never got out so i'm looking at this thinking oh god get, please get out the car and um, you know thank god he did because all of a sudden you realised he was okay. And then, because it probably took him the red flag was there for the best part of probably nearly half an hour, I reckon. It took him ages to clear the mess, because they, they had some concerns about the car being full of fuel, whether the engine was still like active and stuff. So they had to do a lot of things to make sure it was safe to lift the car up. But once the restart happened, it was just a... Um, I thought it was there was a lot of races in there within a race too, which made it very interesting. I thought it was a great race.
0: Well, one of the main things that was different with that crash and other crashes is that he had so far to travel from when he left the track. So most crashes you just hit the wall, and it's a pretty pretty quick um, quick time from when something happens to when you crash. And he actually went a long way over the gravel into the
1: tyres. I actually think that when he left, when he spun, well, when Lewis spun him, I think he got a millimetre or so of air under the car, and I don't think he even touched the ground until he hit the wall because mm. there was a little bit of, like, dust and smoke come up, but not much. And one of his tyres, the tyre that come off, actually hit the hit the fence on the full. And... um. You look at that slow motion. You just think to yourself, it was so lucky that the car didn't flip. If, they get, if that car had it flipped, he might have been fucked. But you know, thank God he didn't, and he's okay. But um, yeah, from the restart, it was all about Charles Leclerc. He, he led the race pretty much the whole way, and then, yeah, he only really got done at the end because his tyres weren't as, as you know as fresh as what Lewis's were. And and when you think about it, the Ferraris really aren't racing against Mercedes. You know, he, he probably couldn't believe He's lucky he was out in front for so long.
0: Well, I I couldn't believe that when Lewis went to the pits uh, for his 10-second penalty, look, I, I, I could not believe that he came back to win the race. It just shows you what a good driver that he is because he was making ground on Leclerc lap after lap and then team orders dictated that Bottas would let him pass, which, which is fair enough. Uh, Lewis, 30.5 the gap at 2.2 and team order, do not fight with Lewis but Lewis really drove a great race
1: I think that what happened in that race and one thing they haven't really spoken about or I didn't hear it said was that you know he won there 7 times before he, he'd know every single blade of that joint every single limit you could push I reckon he did and um, you know well
0: the thing about that is that that's exactly what, what Christian Horner said his experience at that track should have led him not to make the move that he did. You know, I don't think Lewis can take any real satisfaction out of that victory today because, you know, it was unacceptable the way, you know, what he did to Mac. Well, not that he made a move because he was he was on the inside and the, and the touch was very, very minor, but it was enough to make it spectacular.
1: I think that when you look at it seriously, and there's been lots of, you know, stuff said and all that, but if they both just had a... And then all of a sudden, Max turns to his right, and he's right on him. It's like, oh shit! But I think if if Lewis had just held back just ever so slightly, the crash probably wouldn't have happened. You know. So the
0: stewards, so, so the stewards couldn't have put this down to a racing incident because if they had, of there shouldn't be a penalty. Yeah, well that, so by right. giving him a penalty, the onus of guilt is on Lewis. That's right,
1: and that's how the stewards have seen it. But the only the only people who really can't accept it is Lewis and, and the Mercedes 10 themselves. But look, I think it's it, it was there to see. Well, you know, it, well,
0: well Christian, well Christian can't accept it. Well, they think Christian. Well, uh, look, I mean, to Red Bull, a ten second penalty, and then Lewis ends up winning the race after their blokes out. That's not an acceptable result for Red
1: Bull. No, but unfortunately, that's racing, isn't it? It's, you know what? It was lucky it happened here. And didn't happen in the last race. Imagine if it was the last race of the year, right, to decide the title, and that happened. Can you imagine it then? Oh my God! Never hear the end of it.
0: Well, that's what movies are, mate. That's that's the kind of that's the kind of script that they write for movies. But the next race in Hungary, which is July thirty to August one, that'll be a cracker. It will be. Because because the underlying tension between those two blokes will be off the and charts. Hopefully,
1: your man, your favourite driver, Nicholas Latifi, can do a bit better, hey?
0: Well, he's not my man. If if I was going to go for a bloke that's rubbish, it'd be Yuki Tsunoda.
1: <gasps> oh, poor Yuki. Yeah. But didn't um, I mean, Perez had the biggest shocker of a race. Like as far as you know, they lose Max, and they're thinking, okay, what what can Perez do here? And um. He just had a horror. Didn't matter what he tried to do. He, just, he would have put his head down the other night and just gone, I want to forget about this race forever. Just wasn't his day. Yeah, it wasn't flash. It wasn't flash at all. No, I mean, and when they spun, like he spun the day before, which is what put him right back. He was in the sprint. I think he was coming about well, sixth or seventh at the time when he had the spin. But because everyone was so close, he was in last. So he he couldn't make it up. And then he, you're thinking, okay, you know he might go okay from the pit lane. He, he got up to fifteenth and fourteenth pretty quickly. But then, as you know, you're sitting in a race. He was basically in a DRS train. Then six cars in front of him, he couldn't get around. So it didn't matter. So it didn't matter the pace of the Red Bull. If you can't overtake him, you just can't, you can't get the speed to get around them. or it's all over. But you know, one thing that no one's spoken about in any of the interviews or anything that I've read that really did impress me was that while Charles Leclerc was out there in front, you know, trying to trying to fight off and, and win, Daniel Ricciardo actually held off Carlos Sainz for about 20 laps to finish fifth. Sainz had the, the, the better tyres, and he could not get around Daniel Ricciardo at all, which was great for McLaren to finish fourth and fifth. I thought he had a great drive in that race. You know, started in fifth, he finished in fifth, but I think it worked out quite well. The only problem for him, though, was that? I think he landed the nose is about 45 seconds ahead of him, which isn't the best.
0: Well, it comes back to the argument of is it the car or is it the driver? Now, if you put a good car, sorry, a good driver in a not so good car, and vice versa, well, you know, m- most times the driver's gonna 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 win that battle. So Daniel Ricciardo, yeah, he hasn't got the results that, that, you know, he would like, but he's a bloody good driver. We all know that. Yeah.
1: I just think that he's he's shown a bit of consistency in the last, you know, two or three races. and um, But I think what it's also shown is that um, McLaren, as, as fast as they are, the only way they're going to get a, a podium, you know, a decent podium really is if someone else crashes out ahead of them. Because they do not have the pace of a Red Bull or the or the Mercedes, that they are obviously the best of the rest. But it'd be hard to see where another another podium is going to come from.
0: Uh, Toto made uh, a comment over the past week or so that he's pretty sure that the contract that Lewis has just signed will not be his last. Now Lewis has signed a contract until 2023. Now, Toto has also signed a contract. He is the team principal, but he's not going to stay there forever. But, while it's Lewis and while it's Toto, I think those two blokes will follow each yeah, other. Yeah, look,
1: Eddie McGuire and Nathan Buckley, aren't they?
0: Yeah, but they've won a bit more than those two blokes. Slightly,
1: but I reckon that's I reckon when one of them goes in Mercedes, the other one will, will go too.
0: That all depends on how many titles Lewis has in the cupboard. I don't think, look, I think Max definitely would have won this race if you'd have stayed on the track, taking nothing away from Lewis. But, and I also think, and I've said this before, that Max will win the title this year, which means that uh, Lewis is stuck on seven titles with, uh, with Schumacher. Now, Lewis is the kind of bloke who's not going to, you know, he's not going to want to stay level with someone else. He wants to get as many titles a- as he can. He's already arguably the greatest racer of all time. He's the, he's the greatest ever British racer of all time. He's been knighted by the Queen. He's only 36, so there's a lot more ahead of Lewis's career. Now, a two-year contract will go pretty quick, and that's only going to make him 38. He can drive till he, till I reckon he's 42.
1: Well, how old? He
0: hasn't got a he hasn't got a family. Oh, it's Kimmy.
1: He's 41, isn't
0: he? Oh, uh, yeah, Kimmy's Kimmy's getting on a bit, but he's not in the running, and he hasn't been in the race for a title for a decade. Oh, don't forget,
1: he retired when the Wayne came back. No, you're thinking I'm, of uh, uh, Alonzo Alonso there. But yeah. when, you, when you look at it, I think Alonzo's driving a hell of a lot better than, than, than Kimmy. Actually, while we're talking about Alonso, Alonzo was really the star of the sprint. Now, I know you're saying you didn't see it, but you need to go back and have a look at it because he started, I think, in 11th. And no joke, by the end of the first lap, he was in 5th. And you're probably thinking, how the hell in that car... Can he go from eleventh to fifth in the one lap? You go back and have a look at it, and it's an absolute masterclass of driving. He took a couple of chances, which obviously you do, but geez, he um he did well because a lot of people were kind of bunched up with the inside. He went around he went around the outside of everybody and actually managed to keep it on the track. But it's definitely worth a watch. He had a great driver in the sprint, did really well.
0: The thing about the sprint is that it's not going to be every race and it's got to be on a track where a lot of things fall into place. So so you, you'll you'll never have the sprint at Monica. You've got to have the sprint on a track where you can overtake and pass and everything else. So Silverson's perfect for that. Hungary's the next race where they're not going to have no, a sprint. they're
1: only going to have three of them. You don't want to be ridiculous and have you know, a sprint every second race because it's not going to... You know it'd be good for every team, but I think it was good for the spectator because what the best part about it for me was that normally Fridays are pretty boring, you know, you, you just got first qualifying going round and round, okay, and then it gets more interesting on Saturday. Where what happened with this was that it was exciting from the, the first time any car rolled out because they only had a certain amount of time to get things right, and yeah, qualifying bang on. On the Friday, and then next thing you know, you got the sprint, then you got the race. So it was it was good that way. Uh,
0: the Scuderia uh, alfatori has just put out a um, social media post. Scuderia alfatori stands alongside Formula One, the FIA, and other teams and drivers in condemning the intolerable and unacceptable racial abuse towards Lewis Hamilton. In our sport, there is no room for racism or any kind of discrimination. Since we races won, I never heard anything about um, any any uh, taunts towards Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. considering it's the British Grand Prix and he's a British driver. I did.
1: It was. Um. It, it came out after he um because he he put a tweet out there saying how um oh he was happy about the win and they asked him about you know do you think you should apologise to Mason? He because well, I nothing will apologise for anyone. And then all of a sudden out it, out it's come. I just think that it's a shame that in England this
0: Well where's it come from? Which 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 part of society is it well, coming
1: from? It's come from, from some people or warrior on social media has done it. You know what, I'll go as far as to say it's probably the same silly pricks who hung the shit on those England players who missed the penalty goals. Because it's all it's all happened to black people in the space of, of two weeks. And you think, why? Well, I mean, you can't imagine that the well, white people are hanging on Lewis Hamilton when he's a British driver, but they have. So it's obvious that there are some people in England who don't like him, but I think there's got, got to be some way you can find people who do, do this. because It gets ridiculous. It happened the other day in the AFL. There was a bloke in Richmond. He had his debut game, and somebody put a picture of a monkey with him. And what are you doing that for? It's his first game. People, people are just... Just fucked in the head, and it's just a shame. It's an absolute tragedy. So, it's not like this this stuff hasn't been not brought up before, and to be hanging on Lewis in his home country, incredible, just unbelievable.
0: Williams Racing had the great Harrison Ford in their garage over the weekend.
1: Laugh it up,
0: fuzzball. And one of their posts on social media was that he can pilot the Millennium Falcon but who can pilot the FW43B? And there's a picture of Harrison and George Russell together.
1: I've seen that picture, and it's funny, because didn't George look like a giddy schoolboy standing next to Harrison Ford? I reckon George is looking at him going, you're Indiana Jones. No doubt about it.
0: I doubt anyone of, of George Russell's uh, age, and he's only a young bloke, would have heard of Harrison Ford. Well,
1: I think that people they would have watched... Um, Indiana Jones as, as a child, because they're just fun family-type films. Bloody shit. Indiana fucking Jones. The reason
0: I lost the second, we lost the fucking second test against the All Blacks, because that movie frightened the shit out of my team the night before we played. The led 12-0 and fell apart at the seams. Fucking Hawker, who was terrified by the snakes,
1: and the worst test I've ever had, because he'd been awake all night, devoured by Indiana Jones's temple snakes. Bastards. And I reckon that's where we know him from. You know I am pretty sure that George Russell would not have went up to Harrison Ford and he would have gone Oh Harrison I really loved you in Mosquito Coast I'm pretty sure that would have happened
0: Well I'm pretty sure that somebody would have gone up to Tom Cruise and said hey you're that Scientology bloke aren't you fella
1: I'm amazed I didn't have Kenny Loggins playing there when he was there on the PA I went to the-
0: Well, the thing is that the the new the, the new Top Gun movie, which they finished a couple of years ago, hasn't come out yet. Yeah,
1: they want a crowd for it. I actually really want to see that. I would love to see that in the cinema because I never seen Top Gun in the cinema.
0: I've never seen it anywhere.
1: have you ever seen it?
0: I've never seen. Oh, it's it. a
1: great film. Like it, there, there are some cheesy parts in it, of course. Big in sound and the dogfights are really, really good, but. Yeah, Tom Cruise, obviously, he's got some friends in Mercedes over there, and they he was there having a jolly old time. I've seen him having a bit of a fist pump with Lewis after the race, so uh, good on him because he's, he's finishing up, what is it, Missing Impossible 300 they're making at the moment? Can't remember.
0: Well, I'm always always—I'm always late to the party with movies and TV shows. I, I watched Breaking Bad five years after it finished, and everyone said, said oh, this is a good show.
1: Yeah, I'm, like, I'm like that with TV, but I'm pretty much... Right, as far as movies go. If there's something out there that, you know, really interests me, well, I'll pretty much see it. But, um, yeah, TV shows, I'm sort of like you. Yeah. But Top Gun, Top Gun is 30 years ago. Get with the times.
0: We should have a social media poll. What was the better show, Division 4 or Homicide?
1: Well, our, our what? Or Cop Shop,
0: or Cop Shop. The only
1: problem with that is that our... Wide-ranging, worldwide audience wouldn't have a fucking clue what these shows actually are.
0: The problem is you can't get them on streaming services.
1: I think it's because um they were made so long ago that a lot of the reels don't exist anymore. I think the films just gone to shit and they 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 can't that's, get that's, it. That's
0: that's not actually true because um Crawford's, who made the shows, have. TV commercials on where you can buy the DVDs
1: because there's two shows one was called The Box and the other one was number 96, number 96. and they've never been able to get them out and the highlights well, or something
0: Division 4 Cop Shop Homicide they're all available on DVD from Crawfords and each series is about $99 Jesus so talk about a bit rich
1: I mean who do they think they are
0: I mean, if it was one of if it was something from Reg Grundy, well, I'd be in there like a shot.
1: Reg Grundy with his name with a silent G R.
0: There's nothing you like better than a pair of stained Reg Grundies.
1: Oh, that's fucking filthy. <laughs> Yeah.
0: There's nothing more that you like better than a steaming festoon sitting in your reg Grundy's
1: Near going a bit far.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking that'll be in there, don't worry <laughs> about that. Hey the Tom, Tom the TomTom Tom Club's got a new album out. Have they? Have you heard of the Tom,
1: Tom yeah. Club? Well it used to be known as the Cardama Cafe in King's Cross. <laughs>
0: No, the Tom Tom Club, so the female member out of Talking Heads. You may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. And you may find yourself in another part of the world. And you may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile. You may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife. And you may ask yourself, well, how did I get here? She formed a band called the Tom Tom Club. Never heard of them. And in the movie Stop Making Sense... In the middle, right where they would have an intermission, I suppose you could call it. David Byrne pissed off, and the Tom Tom Club played played a couple of tracks.
1: Well, there you go. I would not. I would have not have known that.
0: And that's probably why David Byrne hates everyone else in Talking Heads. No, what a
1: narcissist he can't eat. Bastards. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss further episodes. And if you like what you've heard, don't forget to give us a five-star rating. Yeah. Now, have we finished have have we heard- finished talking about Formula One?
0: Yeah. Have you heard the new Foo Fighters song?
1: Um, no. It's called Making a Mark. Is it something about that big steaming fest you just spoke about? No,
0: it's about blokes taking speckies.
1: Oh, okay. Even better. Yeah. Even better.
0: Actually, it's called Making a Fire, and it's with Mark Ronson. Oh, okay. Oh, here we go. I'd also got a new single out. Really? It's called Sodium. Oh, okay. Fuck me dead. How about that? Do you ever go into the new releases part of Apple nah, Music? No, you
1: know what? I couldn't even find the fiftieth anniversary of Black Sabbath in there yesterday. Did
0: you just type in Black yeah, Sabbath? Yeah, I did.
1: And I I looked at okay. all the albums and no fiftieth anniversary shit in there. Alright. There I'll, was a lot of I'll there was good. a lot of remasters there from two thousand and nine and all that, but there was none yeah. of the stuff I was looking for.
0: Right. Well what about Iggy Pop live at the Olympia in nah, Paris? No, fuck
1: Iggy Pop. He's the most overrated fucking cunt on earth. I think I told you I listened to TISM's Punt Road on vinyl today. Yeah, you did. And um, it was very interesting listening to that. Obviously nowhere near as polished as a normal album release, but interesting to hear these songs I've been hearing virtual different versions. I really, really, really enjoyed it.
0: I'm still well, undecided if I'm gonna get it on. It's funny. There's no like. There's no new TISM like that's not on Apple Music yet. No. So, Dave, so David Roy must be keeping a tight
1: fucking grip on that. I think I think what he's trying to do, and I can see why it makes sense, really. I reckon what will happen is that they will release everything on vinyl. They'll get the entire program done, you know, put to bed. And I, and I reckon that by the time it's done, I'll put it this way, I've got four vinyl albums sitting over there. We've got one of them and no music on it. We got a double live, we got a double <laughs> double live album that no one had ever heard before, and now we got a reissue of their original demo tape, and then basically a rehearsal from nineteen eighty eighty seven. So there's four albums, that we haven't even got to the actual physical releases yet. So there's, I reckon, by the time it's done, we could have twenty albums here from a band that only actually had what like, seven or eight. Yeah, we could end. We could end up with. Mad, could man. end up with twenty albums, with no fucking doubt. And th- then at that point, your mate DRW will announce that all that's that cool. autism will be on Spotify and Apple Music from this date. They're gonna fucking make everything they can.
0: Well, there's no money in streaming for a band like Fuck that. Fuck
1: no. So they may as well not be become that they might as well hang on to these releases and get them out. And let let the people get them who want them, you know? And then, you know, in a couple of years' time or whatever, we'll then put the fucker things on. The people who are going to buy this stuff are going to be the, the Tism fans that have always wanted this stuff on, on vinyl. And now it's finally coming. You know what I mean?
0: The thing about that is, you know, uh, that album that they bought out, like old fucking DRW, I reckon he burnt a lot of people because that was not what was advertised. What was supposed to come out?
1: Are you talking? It was supposed to be you talking it the was to be ch-
0: Yeah, it was supposed to be chock a block full of fucking everything, and it come with nothing. So I, I reckon, I, I reckon people are wary, you know. And then he's and and then he's got all these problems about delays and pressing and fuck. You don't know what you are going to
1: get. Well, that's actually been happening on every release so far. Nothing's been on time. Like, there hasn't been one thing, really.
0: Yeah, I know that, but I'm not into everyone else, either.
1: Yeah, but look, I, I mean, I think I said to you before that um, there's not a lot on vinyl I really want to collect anymore, like as far as bands. So that, this is why this is really appealing to me, because I never got them the first time around, and now I've got a chance to get them all now. And, mm. and... I mean, I paid, you know, 39 bucks, whatever it was, for that album. Oh, it's cheap enough. And it's fucking cheap. I oh, look at that log, it's cheap. You go to fucking James Broshaw and see how much some of this shit costs. Fuck me. It's not It's not. I it's think, not 39 bucks.
0: I think I might just hold out until Hiss and Crackle gets, gets it, because then I'm not paying postage.
1: Yeah, you are saying that. I, I think that's a good idea.
0: And you know, you know, God forbid it turns up and it's you know fucking broken or something, and then you got to go through the fucking rigmarole.
1: Oh God! You can imagine that, couldn't well, you?
0: At least if I just go to a shop and it's there, and you know, I know that cunt puts it aside for me. Well, okay, we'll fucking go from there. That uh, Black Sabbath thing, I just looked at that. It's what it says is Black Sabbath's Master of Reality turns fifty. Oh, okay. And then it, so that's all it is, and then it's just all their albums and whatnot. So it's nothing special.
1: Yeah, because there are some versions coming out that I've got live albums and and all this type of stuff with them, and okay. um, they'll they'll get on here eventually. I mean, they're probably up on here next week.
0: Oh yeah, it'll come. Everything will come. Polish Club have got a new album coming out. Do they? You should give them a go actually. Like I know you said, oh that song shit, but they've they've actually they're actually a fucking really good band. <laughs> Oh, Duran duran has got a good new album out. Well, my mental health is very important to me.
1: Speaking of mental health, did you happen to see your mate? Um, Naomi. What's their name? Naomi Osaka. Had a bit of controversy today.
0: No, I didn't see her, but I saw that big fucking. Basketball chick that can bitch. Yeah,
1: she, apparently, she abused.
0: Oh, Liz Cabbage. Apparently, I
1: read the other day, she abused a whole bunch of Nigerian players up close. Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: And said something to them that just you can't even repeat. And I yeah. thought, what the fuck is she doing? Oh my, how do they do it? But, uh, I'm crashing my phone's almost out of thing, and I got to get to sleep. Uh, you're
0: as weak as. <laughs>
1: Yeah, good on you, Alan. Have another go, you fuckface.
0: What, right. right. so now you want me to stay up and edit these cunts for a couple well, of hours? Well yeah? listen. See if you Is that what you listen, want? I... Is can
1: that I... what you want? Is that what you want
0: me to Okay, you come up with something better, fuckface! And it's Huey Lewis's birthday. Huey was born Huey Gregg in nineteen fifty. Who the fuck's Huey Lewis?